like we are live. I know I probably have to speak up a bit because so many people tell me my voice is so soft and I don't see it, but um, I'm just going to give it a minute for a couple people to jump on and like I said in the description, hi Brent, um, like I said in the description, I'm pretty confident I'm not going to get through this video without some tears, um, but that's okay. Tears just make us human and um, in truth, I wish they were a lot more acceptable for both sexes <laughs> because um, they can be very cathartic and very cleansing and they just make us real, especially if we get some news ups that's upsetting or you know, we hear of somebody that's gone through something traumatic, you know, that's the, who humans truly are. Uh, really, in my experience, we really are mostly great, human, kind, compassionate people. And uh, hi, Rob. And so I think it's good to be able to tap into the place in your heart where you, you feel um, something deep enough that it can bring tears to your heart. Hi, Shelly. Um, so I want to tell a little story today. I've been doing my video challenge. Hi Sandra, I've been, um, oh, thank you Victor, hi Victor, um, that I started a 24 day challenge on my leg. I'm going to try to sit straighter, I'll wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Um, I, 24 day challenge that I'm going to put up a, a video or a podcast or something every day for 24 days. Oh, thank you, Victor. Um, and so I think today is day six. I started on the first, so I'm not entirely sure if it's day six or day seven. Yesterday, I actually did my video in a another group. And the day before, I did a podcast because I'm just doing that, trying different platforms and stuff like that. So um, today, the message of the day, because I'm talking about life principles and success principles, and I kind of focus on entrepreneurs and business because I help people create um, incomes from home. Um, but the principles apply to everything. And for those of you that know a little bit about my story, is there like a green line in this thing? Or is, oh, that's just the chat box. Okay. Um, some of you know my story. You would have caught in the last few months that I've made a move. I've moved to a very small town outside of my hometown and um, it's about 20 minutes away and a lot of people say, what did you move way out there for? And I always find that really funny because I lived in big cities. I lived in Toronto, I lived in Medicine, uh, Calgary, I lived in Edmonton. Hi, Lan. And um, those cities, in the 20 minutes it takes me to get home, I could be stuck in the same quadrant of the city. I could actually be stuck on a freeway and have not gotten anywhere yet. <laughs> Hi, honey. And uh, thank you. And so I always, you know, it's just relative to what we know. And for me, 20 minutes is nothing. It's just nothing to me. I, I've driven 90 minutes to get to work 
in the larger cities and that was a one-way commute if the traffic was really bad and I always talked about how you know it used to take me about 11 hours to pull off an eight-hour paycheck because of things like the commute but because I work at home I don't go to town every day so I, I don't I'm not attached to the 20 minutes so it's I think it's just that perception of you know what people what you're willing to do to live the lifestyle and the things that you want um, so this is I think is it December 6th or some 7th can somebody tell me because I kind of want to get it right I really don't know um, and so today the reason that I put up in my notes that I'm not sure that I will get through this without tears is because the reason that I'm in this house Okay, day six then, is the family that has let me move here, rather than me buying this house right away in a town, you know, they said, we don't want you to move to Webb and then find out a year from now that you don't like it and, um, you know, it's too much for you, it's a big house, it needs work. You know, they did this huge amount of renovating to get the main floor ready for me. And then I've done some upgrades and painted it all. So it's a very different place than when I got it. And it's really, for the first time in a very long time, home. And I think that comes from... Oh, hi, Danielle. I'm having a teary time. But I think that comes because when you actually buy something versus rent something there's just this level of a commitment there's just this level of pride that you don't get when you are just renting and if you're renting from somebody who doesn't appreciate you or takes advantage of you you know the human side of us starts to go well, I don't want to do anything anymore to this property you know I've always kept my properties well and stuff but I've never felt the you know, last time I actually owned my home was in 1997, I think. And so it's made a difference. It's helping me. It's making a big difference to my life and to have the peace and quiet. Mm. Anyways, this family was so kind to me. They said, live in it for 12 months. And if you love it, buy it next year. And if you put any upgrades in it, we'll pay you back and just give it back in good condition. Well, it's already so vastly improved and, and nice and, and you know, I'm putting my own touches on it and stuff like that. But I just thought it was so kind that somebody would let me have that process. Wow. And not put me in a position where, like they said, we don't, you know, you know, if, if you buy the house in Web and you don't like it, it takes longer to sell. And, you know, we don't want you to feel locked into it if you don't love it out there. And that gentleman, I never got to meet him. And he has passed away this week. And I wanted to meet him and shake his hand and just say, Thank you for being so kind for letting me have a dream because I'm a single woman, I'm at home, 
I have a, a home income, so the banks don't really consider what people do at home legitimate. It really doesn't even matter how much money you make. They, they don't consider it legitimate. It's very hard to get a mortgage. You know, they say, you know, put some time into the house and you're not going through all of those rigmaroles. And the improvements that they made to the house, um, you know, doing all of the work that we did and we agreed upon a price that never changed from when I saw it before it needed all the work. So they kindly did all of that also. And they know that the house has been improved. They know that they will get back a house, you know, as, as good if not better than the, the way that they gave it to me. But they didn't have to do that. And that's the gratitude, that's the humility that I feel because I never got to I never even got to shake his hand. We talked about it several times, but he just wasn't feeling well enough. And they said when he's feeling better, he'd come out and they'd have a look at the house and see the changes because they haven't even seen them really, other than they when they fixed the cracks. Because when the mouse was moved, moved here, there was a lot of shifting and stuff like that. And um, it just, I feel so blessed you know and that's a principle that's something we get to choose we get to recognize our blessings we get to say thank you you know rather than just yeah whatever like I've had some people say well they should have fixed it you know it was needed no I walked into this house and it initially wasn't as is deal and then when they said you know you're single and and you're going to be there by yourself, but we want to do some things to help you. And that's actually what, you know, she told me. She said he wants to do things, something to help you. He wants to do something kind for someone. And he was already struggling with his health and sick. So I just think that's just an amazing character trait to, to do something like that, knowing that he may not even be here to see the outcome. And sadly, he now isn't. And my heart just breaks for the family because that's a very difficult thing to lose your lifetime partner. I don't have to have a lifetime partner to understand that level of pain. It's just, it's just human. It's just human, right? And so my principle for today is just recognizing gratitude and, and being humble about it, you know? And, and you know, we don't have to do anything for anybody. It's a choice that we get to make in our heart. It's a choice to wait and open the door for someone. It's a choice to give somebody a smile. It's a choice to tell someone, you look really nice today. It's a choice to say, hey, you look sad, are you okay? Uh, yeah, I can't read your whole Lodi land, but I'll look at it afterwards, okay? It is a huge testament to recognize, you know, people really are, a lot of, People are like, there's just, you know, everybody's out there to get everybody. And it's just so not true. And, you know, many years ago, I used to have the saying, people would say, why do you believe there's good people in the world, Diane? And I'd say, well, I'm one. <laughs> like, I'm not perfect. But my most of my choices come from my heart. And most of my choices, I try to make them for the benefit of everybody or for the highest good of everybody. That's just who I am and, and there's billions of people on the earth so there's lots of this out there 
you know, we're getting really programmed these days to not trust anybody and that everybody's out for themselves and stuff like that. That's how, that's how the bad guys win. They win through creating separation and I won't buy into it. I don't watch any mainstream news. I watch a little wee bit of it. Um, if there's something in particular going on, I like to know what's going on because I'm a big believer in prayer. Yesterday in my video, I talked about positive prayer versus negative prayer. Negative prayer or worry prayer. I used to talk, my mom used to be, do what I called worry pray. Hi Bruce, hi Rod. Um, and I'm just sharing my story today. Oh, thanks buddy. Um, you know, I've, I've been given this blessing And it was because someone was kind. So don't give up on kindness. You know, be the change that you seek to see in the world. I am far from perfect. I mean, everybody can get their buttons pushed. We all have our triggers. We all have things that can bother us because of something that's happened to us in the past. And, you know, if you've been let down in a relationship, if you really uphold... Um, if you really uphold the belief that there's no good men out there, it's not logical to expect one to come along. That's how I teach and I'm a big believer of that. And I talk to people all the time about that stuff when I'm coaching. You know, those are, those are ingrained belief systems and they're going to drive your results at the end. The nicest man could come along and if you don't believe he exists, you're not going to give him very much of a chance. <laughs> he can't even be nice because you don't trust or whatever, or a really great woman comes along. You know, when we, when we buy into those, ah, all, women all just want your money or, you know, they, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Like my dad used to make a joke to me and he'd say, you should, you should go find someone like Betty did. My dad and his wife were very many years apart. And he said, find some old guy to take care of you. And I would be like, Dad, I don't need some old guy to take care of me. I'm actually holding out for love. You know, and I said, I promised him that if I was 70 and I was still alone, I'd, I'd find some old guy to take care of me. That was actually our joke. And, um, but you know, I, I, I would say to him, you know, he'd say, you don't, you're not really, you never seem to be able to settle down, Diane. And I said, there was a very big difference between settling down and settling. I told him, I'm not good at settling. I don't do it in my jobs. <laughs> I don't do it in my relationships. I don't do it in my friendships. And you know, I think that's something that you can actually hold in your heart at some point when you recognize, you know, most of the choices that most of us make really are just to wake up and be, you know, get through the day and love our families, take care of our kids, help our parents, help our kids, whatever it takes. So just don't let that story of there's no good people left out there. Like that is just, it's so not true for one thing. And mostly I just feel empathy for anyone that actually believes that it is true because you really are going to attract what it is you energetically of where you're vibe, where it is you spend all your time thinking. You know, I spoke yesterday about in the video I did yesterday about how if you have a, if a, a repetitive thought, a negative repetitive thought, you know, it's the law of attraction. If you know anything about that means you can't actually attract anything more than an abundance of the negative, 
what the negative thought will bring you. So if it's distrust, nobody can be trusted, you know, nobody, nobody's ethical in business anymore. And it's like, you know, if you know in you, your heart, you are that person that is ethical in business, does care for people. Um, beauty comes from me and that is absolutely the truth. And a lot of people are kind of in this place in their lives where they don't, I, I really noticed it, especially from people say 45 and 50 up, it's like 50 up, they just don't know what, like their children are kind of going away now and, and they don't really know what their purpose is. Well, you know, you can start out by making your purpose just waking up a kind person, waking up and being willing to, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt. If you think everybody's going to rip you off, I guarantee you the universe will have lots of people show up to prove you right. But if you also believe that inherently people are really good and most people are kind, the universe will also prove you right and send you a lot of people that are kind. This particular story that I'm sharing today, because it just, I was so sad this morning. And I realized it was because I never got to say, I never got to walk right up and thank him. I, I thanked him on the phone. I thanked him through his family, but I'm sad that I never got to shake his hand and say, thank you. Thank you for showing up as such a nice man. Oh, my, go away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> clicked the wrong button. Anyways, I don't even have any idea how long this video is now. Um, but I just, that's my, that's my principles for today. You know, humility and kindness. If we take just a little bit of our day every day to do that, you know, um, I think one of the other things is to pay attention to what you're putting out into the universe or what you're putting out into the public really because especially on a forum like Facebook where we're you know we're putting up all of these sayings you know don't buy into those things where say you know you can you can see the underlying message is separation or negativity or anything like that it's you know if somebody puts up constant posts about um, you know people can't be trusted and um, they're just, they kind of have a gray cloud over their, they're posting all the time. You can just send them love. If you don't want to see it, you can just unfollow them. Um, just send that person compassion from your heart because anybody that really does that stuff at some level, unless you're really at the core, a shyster, most people that hurt people are in pain themselves. You know, and I was taught that very early on in my life and in my personal development programs. And I've been a student of personal development for as long as I can remember. And I think that I would have not really survived some of the stuff emotionally that I have been through had I not had that foundation to turn to where I, I studied principles of things like this. And... You know, when I got this house and when this family said to me, you know, if you want to look at the house, we'll talk to you about helping you get started in it. I literally, I went, I was in my car and I cried and cried and cried. They had actually originally said, no, we don't think we want to go that route. And I came out here and I sat on the steps and I prayed and I said, you know, I just think I'm supposed to be here something's going to come from it, you know, 
And I would say just a few days later, I got a text message. It was around 10.30 in the morning and said, Diane, we've revisited this and we'd like to talk to you about if you're still interested in the house. And that's the day she said to me, he wants to do something kind. He wants to help someone. And I was the chosen person that he was willing to help. That was very powerful to me. And, you know, I have this kind of unique thing that I live on Edward Street. I haven't, my dad's been gone now for a few years and, and my dad really probably wouldn't have approved of this choice, but luckily that not settling, I also didn't look for a lot of approval because I really thought for most of us can't actually get it from our parents. So to me, it's kind of like a moot point to try to find, to try to get it from them. Hi, Wendy. And so interestingly enough, though, I now live on Edward Street and the first house that I actually put an offer in on, um, that was a full out offer, was on Lang Street. So the two houses that I put an offers in on was Lang Street and then Edward Street. So it's, it's like maybe he is waving back and saying, you know, go you. Because um, if he saw how much this really meant to me, he would, he would, you know, eventually, I guess you could say, get on board. So this has been a really teary um, video for me. I've been putting, I didn't want to, I was like, oh, if I try to do my video, I'll just start crying. But you know what? Like I said in the very beginning, crying just makes us human. And I really wish that we didn't see it as a sign of weakness. And certainly, you know, not in men. I mean, men have been so programmed to stuff their feelings. It's only inevitable that you you kind of hardened the crust on the outside because inside a really nice person is going to feel compassionate when they get bad news. They're going to feel sad if something happens to one of their friends. There's a loss, whatever it is, you know, it's only human. And I love that part. I love to find somebody that's human. Um, and, uh, oh, hi Corinne. Um, you know, I actually dated somebody once and they got emotional and said, oh, I apologize because they, they were teary and they were crying because the story was really impactful for them. And it just made me love them more. I didn't see that as a weakness. I really see it more as courage to allow yourself the freedom to really feel without being attached to or care what other people think. Because that's another big one, I think, really for a lot of us is just caring way too much to other people think. And you know, if you wake up most days and you make your choices from the heart and you're a good person and you're not a shyster, you really shouldn't give a shit what other people think. You know, unless you're doing something that's negative, that has a negative impact on them and you're doing it consciously, it's one thing to make a choice that's right for us that other people don't like. That's very different than making a choice that is, um, you know, selfish in a way you know it's going to hurt somebody but you don't care and you could actually make a different choice. I see them as two very, very different things. Ah, oh, thanks Corinne. Yeah, it's like, you know, so when people come to me for coaching, this is the kind of things that we have because really most people start out not feeling good about something within themselves. And if they come for business support, 
I always tell people if you're not feeling good about who you are, it's very hard to self-promote your business or go out there and get in front of a crowd of people and get people to come and look at what you do because you really don't feel good inside. So that to me is always where you start. You help somebody go inside and figure out where is it I'm not feeling good about? What am I not feeling good about? And it's tremendous how much of it is so deep in our past, especially if you had parents who were really kind of, we have an era of parents our age, a lot of them were, they were just like, they were just like, I called it um, negative reinforcement, you know. I could picture, you know, somebody, you know, going to play some sports and getting a hat trick in ho hockey and coming home and, and instead of saying, wow, you got a hat trick tonight, it was like, how the hell did you miss that last goal? You know, deflate. You know, somebody said to me the other day about that sentence that children should be uh, seen and not heard. I thought, who makes this shit up? Like, who makes this shit up? Because it's so incorrect. A child, there's a post that I just put up and it said, it says something like, um, children don't imitate, children don't listen to us, they imitate us. And it shows a lady how did you get your child to read and it said children don't listen to us they imitate us and she had a child sitting she's reading in a book and a child sitting on her knee reading their book and I thought wow and I'm sure I wrote nailed it because that's so true you know that we model ourselves off off of what we're taught our churches our school education system and our parents and a lot of parents thought I don't really teach need to teach my kids very much they'll learn when they go to school the core of who you are as a life in your life is really, you know, instilled in us. They say by age three and four years old, we really are set as to the type of person that we're going to be, and we're going to model our parents. So if your parents said, you know, you're not going to amount to anything, or you should have, you know, get one career and spend your rest of your life at it, that information or that guidance now is absolutely absurd. They say the average person will have up to five careers in their lifetime now. So you weren't. That's that information that came from our parents. They came from an era where they all had, they either farmed or, you know, had a professional um, job or they were in a trade. And so it doesn't make sense to operate according to those belief systems. They're old, they're outdated, they really don't work for most people. But if you don't feel good on the inside, it's kind of hard to show up happy and positive on the outside unless you're wearing a mask and if you're wearing a mask what's probably happening underneath is there's some core depression sadness um, low self-esteem and all of that and what often will show up for people if that's the truth for them is they'll become aggressive they'll have kind of external really egotistical personalities and really what's happened is they actually don't feel good about themselves they might come across like they do but in actuality they are hurting on the inside and so it's just kind of like evaluate where your beliefs are but if you don't believe there's good people in the world I'm here to tell you it's BS there's lots of us out there you guys are one of them if there's ways that you can tweak being, you know, maybe a little bit more kind or, you know, compassionate, you know, kindness can show up in letting somebody cut in front of you without getting mad at them. 
Kindness can show up in waiting to open the door because somebody's five steps behind you. Um, kindness can show up in shoveling your neighbor's walk. It can show up in stopping in and giving them a Christmas hug. People that are lonely or alone or by themselves or any of that stuff, they'll appreciate it really the most. And, or I mean, everybody will appreciate it, I shouldn't say it that way, but often people that are alone really, it's almost like, you know, if all your friends are couples, you probably spend a lot of time by yourself. So I do suggest finding some single friends because most of them you'll have ability to spend more time with. So if anyone has any questions or anything, feel free to ask or comments. But I think I'm going to jump off now. I have no idea how long this video was. I just, you know, I feel so blessed. I feel humble. I feel grateful. I feel kind. I feel that kindness has been giving to me. Oh, sorry, something popped up there, but I couldn't see it, so I'll read it later, okay? It came from Wendy, but I, I actually couldn't see it. It pops up and pops back down again. And um, so, yeah, and this is the season. You know, I read something the other day, and it said, this is the season to really be forgiving. I thought, when did forgiveness start having a season like that's why and you know what happened that post was being shared and shared and shared and shared and I was like stop it <laughs> you know when did being forgiving have a season when did being kind have a season that's not something that you turn on and turn off if you really want to by nature some of us get like this at Christmas time because it's kind of been programmed into us well I say work on programming yourself to just Work at being like that as your natural state. Doesn't mean be perfect at it. Doesn't mean you don't have a bad day. You know, I'm very straightforward, so if stuff isn't really working for me, it usually shows up in my face, the look on my face. You know, I'm honest about it. You know, but I really try not to hang on to a lot of stuff from the past because it doesn't really serve our future other than to keep us separate from people. You know, I love that saying, I don't, don't spend all your time looking in the rear view mirror because you're not going that way. <laughs> like I just, now that one, I, that one I love, that one I would share out and post. But you know, you could, people could really be a little bit cognizant of that. If people have racist posts, um, sexist posts, derogatory to women posts, I have no trouble turning that stuff off. Unfriend, unfollow, delete. You can have those choices in Facebook. You can just turn them off. I don't want to see that stuff when I come to Facebook. And if it becomes something that I see on a regular basis, I literally just unfriend that person because it's not of, they're not of interest to me to have in my daily experience because when we go on Facebook, we kind of have that daily experience of people. So anyways, I'm sharing that story today. I'm deeply grateful for the family that has given me this opportunity to have this home and and to you know I have till August to really make my choice but I know what my choice is already I, I, I felt so at home here so instantly and you know I think part of it was that it was kindness that made the opportunity happen for me you know I would have bought this house as is it had a lot of work it needed. It would have been a big task for me. It would have taken a lot more money. That that uh, those fa that family paid for a lot of the repairs, and they never made the price of the house a dollar more for me. 
you know, that's powerful. That's, that's showing that that's how kind they were. That's how generous they were. You know, there's a lot of other people say, well, we'll do this for you. But we're tacking 10 grand onto your house because now the value is going to be that. They didn't do that. They said, we want to make it nice for you so you're comfortable living there for the next year so you can really make a good decision if it's for you or not. So hats off to that, that family and for their kindness and for showing it to me and paying it forward. And somebody said to me that I was getting it paid forward. You know, that's pretty, pretty special. So anyways, God bless everybody. Have a great day and keep kindness and compassion and forgiveness and love in your heart every day, not just for a season. Bye for now.